0: Hello, this is Veronica from Newslaundry.com, bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Thursday, the 29th of September. In a landmark judgment today, the Supreme Court ruled that all women, married or unmarried, are entitled to safe and legal abortions and can terminate their pregnancies at 24 weeks. This is permissible also if the pregnancy is a result of a consensual relationship. The court emphasised that the distinction between a married and an unmarried woman cannot be sustained. A bench of Justices D.Y. Chandrachud, J.B. Paddiwala and A.S. Bopanna said that the exclusion of unmarried women from the Medical Termination of Pregnancy Act is unconstitutional. Additionally, the court said that the forceful pregnancy of a married woman can be treated as marital rape for the purpose of abortion, Hindustan Times reported. Justice Chandra Chud said that women must have autonomy to have free exercise of these rights. He also said that the interpretation of the Medical Termination of Pregnancy Act has to reflect social realities. The bench was hearing a plea filed by a 25-year-old woman seeking the termination of her pregnancy at 23 weeks. She had said her pregnancy was a result of a consensual relationship and that she was unmarried. The court had reserved its order last month and gave its judgment today. Senior Congress leader Digvajaya Singh said today he will contest for the post of party president. While speaking to reporters, the former Madhya Pradesh chief minister said he will file his nomination tomorrow. He will be up against Shashi Tharoor, who will also file his nomination tomorrow, NDTV reported. Rajasthan chief minister Ashok Gehlot had also thrown his hat into the ring, but announced today that he will not contest after political drama unfolded in his state. Nearly 90 Congress MLAs in Rajasthan had threatened to resign at the prospect of Gehlod being replaced as chief minister by Sachin Pilot. The MLAs had demanded that either Gehlod continue as CM or someone from their camp become his successor. While announcing that he would not run for party president, Gehlod said he took moral responsibility for the turmoil in Rajasthan. Digvajay Singh, on his part, had been ambiguous about running for president. He had hinted towards his candidacy while speaking to NDTV earlier this month. On Wednesday, he had said that he had not discussed the matter with anyone and not sought permission from the Congress' high command. Listeners, on the same day that the 90 Rajasthan MLAs held their little meeting which sparked the drama in Congress, several other leaders from a few parties also united at Fatehabad on the invitation of Om Prakash Chautala, head of the Indian National Lok Dal. Chautala had organised the event to mark the 109th birth anniversary of his father and former Deputy Prime Minister Devi Lal. But the event was always going to be an opportunity for invitees to signal more than that. In the process, it showed signs of a fluid and markedly uneasy stage of pitching formations in the national opposition space. The Congress, however, was absent at the meeting. If you would like some perspective on whether the opposition ought to unite as an anti-BJP front or have a third front altogether, you can read Anand Vardhan's opinion piece on newslaundry.com. It is titled, Opposition Meet in Fatehabad, What Can Transform the Third Front Into a Main Front. We're able to bring you such opinion pieces, reports and analysis because we don't depend on governments, political parties or corporations for ads. Newslaundry is an ad-free platform. We rely only on you to support us. So, if you're not a part of our independent news model already, head over to newslaundry.com and click on the red subscription button on the top right corner of the screen. Subscription plans start as low as 300 rupees only. Pay to keep news free. The National Commission for Women has sought an explanation from Bihar's Women Development Corporation Managing Director, Harjot Kaur Bambra, on her comments ridiculing a student for asking about sanitary napkins. During a workshop titled Sashakt Beti Samrit Bihar held in Patna on Tuesday, a student had asked the IAS officer if the government would provide sanitary napkins costing 20 to 30 rupees to girls. Bamra had retorted that students would soon ask for clothes and contraceptives like condoms as well. Bamra also asked why there was a need to take everything for free. She said the government was already providing for citizens and that expecting everything from them was wrong. When the student reminded Bambra of the promises made by political parties, she said, and I quote, This is heights of stupidity. Don't vote then. Become Pakistan. Do you vote for money and services? Unquote. A video of the exchange went viral on social media on Wednesday. The NCW took to Twitter and said that it has taken cognizance of the shameful remarks and asked Bamra for an explanation. India has signed a deal to export missiles, rockets and ammunition to Armenia, which is engaged in a border conflict with neighbouring Azerbaijan. Earlier this month, tensions escalated on the border between Armenia and Azerbaijan. Several soldiers were killed in the clashes. The clash was termed as the worst fighting scene since the two countries engaged in war over the disputed Nagorno-Karabakh region in 2020. India will reportedly supply weapons worth more than 2,000 crore rupees to Armenia over the coming months. The two governments signed a contract through the government-to-government route. Armenia is reportedly going to get anti-tank rockets as well as a range of ammunition under the deal. It will also get the Pinaka multi-barrel rocket launchers, which have been developed by the Defence Research and Development Organisation. Economic Times reported citing sources. The move comes as the Indian government has been making efforts to increase weapons export. India has also provided Armenia with four Swati radars for an estimated 350 crore rupees in 2020. Listeners, before I continue, the media rumble is back and it's hybrid this year. Join us for the 6th edition of TMR. We are holding a virtual session from 6th to 8th of October. The offline sessions will be held from 14th to 15th of October, at the India Habitat Centre in New Delhi. We have leading news professionals, tech innovators, filmmakers and writers such as Sophie Zhang, Kanchan Gupta, Sucharita Tyagi, H.R. Venkatesh, Meena Kotwal and R.J. Saima as speakers. To register and for more details, visit www.themediarumble.com. At least 10 people are missing after a boat in the Brahmaputra River in Assam's Dubri district capsized today. Among those missing is Dhubri Circle officer Sanju Das. The boat had 29 passengers on board and was reportedly on its way to Bashani when it hit a post of a bridge at Adabar. Apart from Das, a land record official and an Assam State Disaster Management Authority official were also on the boat along with some villagers. The two officials were able to swim to safety. However, Das is missing, NDTV reported. Locals and government officials had rushed to the spot and rescued around 15 people. While speaking to the Indian Express, an official said that a search operation was going on for the rest of the missing people. State Disaster Response Force, Border Security Force personnel and locals have swung into rescue operations. National Disaster Response Force personnel will also join rescue operations, the official said. Russia will likely annex parts of Ukraine after it released vote tallies of the referendums it held last week, Reuters reported. The vote tallies show that the four regions which had referendums wanted to join Russia. A stage with giant video screens has been set up with billboards proclaiming Donetsk, Luhansk, Zaporia, Kherson, Russia on Moscow Square, Reuters reported. Head of the Upper House of the Russian Parliament has said that it could consider the incorporation of the four provinces on 4th of October. As part of the referendums, armed troops had reportedly gone door-to-door to to collect ballots for five days, Al Jazeera reported. Ukrainian citizens who had fled the regions in recent days have alleged that people were held at gunpoint during the voting process. The four provinces make up for 15% of Ukrainian territory. The Ukrainian government and the West had called the referendums a sham and illegal. The United States has said that it will impose new sanctions on Russia. That's all the news we have for you today. Have a great day or a good night depending on where you're listening from. See you tomorrow. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent.